Hello everyone, we're thinking about Enoch in Hebrews chapter 11 um, and this is part 13 of the subject of faith. Chapter 11 verse 5 says, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. So it says translated, translated and translation. What does it mean? Literally to transport to a different place and to a different position or remove from one condition to a completely different position and condition. Enoch was transported from earth to paradise from a body that would die to a condition beyond the reach of death. Chapter 5 of Genesis is the chapter that records this. And that chapter says over and over, and he died, and he died, and he died. Eight times, I think it is, with one exception, Enoch. And it says about Enoch, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. And our verse here in Hebrews chapter 11 says, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. Why and how was it that Enoch didn't die? Well, the verse says it, by faith. I know exactly what you want to ask. Does that mean then that those who have faith in Christ won't die? And maybe you're also wanting to ask, what about all those Christians who've already died? Well, I'm glad you asked, because I'd like to explain. It does not necessarily mean that all people with genuine faith in Christ will not die. We know many who have, personally, and some we know very recently. However, Jesus revealed a very important truth to Mary of Bethany in John chapter 11 when he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And this is the point. And whosoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Jesus is talking about is coming again. So what we see is that when Jesus comes again at the rapture, those who have died in faith will live. That is, they will be resurrected. And those who are still alive when he comes, and are people of faith, will never die. One of the wonderful things about the Holy Scriptures is that so often there are what we might call foreshadowings of that which will take place at a later time. And Genesis is full of it. In a sense, it's the, it's the seed patch of the whole of the Bible. And here's the order of this particular uh, foreshadowing. And it's quite clear. Enoch is taken without dying. Noah and his family go through the flood. And a new world emerges after the flood. This is exactly what scripture says will happen in the future. Jesus is coming again at the rapture. 
and those who are alive and remain will be caught up together with those who have been resurrected to meet the Lord, and in such a condition of togetherness we shall be forever with the Lord. May that be an encouragement to any bereaved heart that is grieving today. We shall be together, beloved fellow Christian today. We shall be together with those who love the, love the Saviour and are already in his presence. Then there will be judgment upon the earth, like there was the judgment of the flood. Seven years, the scripture indicates. And during that time, there will be those who will believe the gospel of the kingdom. By faith, of course. No one can be saved without faith. Jesus spoke of those days being like the days of Noah. So we know that there's a connection there. So firstly, we have the rapture. Then there is this period of judgment upon the whole world. And then that period of judgment, when it is ended, or when it is coming to its final conclusion, Jesus comes again with his people to execute judgment finally upon those who have uh, brought about the wickedness, the man of sin, the false prophet, and Satan himself. And that judgment is spoken of in Revelation chapter 19. And then the Lord Jesus sets up his universal kingdom upon earth. And the knowledge of him and his glory will fill the earth as the waters cover the seas for a thousand years of perfect rule and equity. Jesus shall reign. Where'er the sun doth its successive journeys run, his kingdom stretch from shore to shore till moon shall wax and wane no more. So you see the order of things, the rapture, the judgment, the tribulation period that is, and then the Lord coming in power and great glory to set up his kingdom, having dealt with the wickedness and the wicked one himself. So rejoice, fellow Christians, today. We're soon going to be raptured into the immediate presence of our blessed Saviour and Lord. You see, we're going to be translated. We're going to be translated from earth to heaven, from the veil of tears to mountains of joy, from death to life, from a pilgrim's tent to a mansion beyond the skies, from physical weakness to eternal vigour, from limited understanding to knowing even as we are known, from perhaps loneliness to the fullness of fellowship, not only with all the redeemed, but with the Redeemer himself. And I could go on and on telling you of the translation, the transport to a different place and to a different position, the removal from one condition to a completely different one and an eternal one. How? Why? By faith in God's beloved Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. I want to ask you today, are you a person of faith? I don't mean an abstract faith. I mean the object of your faith. Is your 
faith in God's beloved Son who gave himself to be your Saviour there upon that centre cross at Calvary. I can say he bare my sins in his own body on the tree. How greatly Jesus must have loved me to bear my sins in his own body on the tree. There's a a verse of a hymn I just want to quote before I close. But Lord, tis for thee, for thy coming we wait. The sky, not the grave, is our goal. O trump of the angel, O voice of the Lord, blessed hope, blessed rest of my soul. And the chorus says, it is well, it is well with my soul. What about your soul today? Dear unbelieving friend, dear soul that has never yet trusted Christ, I trust that these things will be a blessing to you and to all who have heard this message. God bless you.